Shalom, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland, the land of Israel, in our eternal and indivisible capital, Jerusalem, since King David's time. What you're going to be seeing here is going to be filled up shortly, and I'm going to be talking to some people involved in this, this very important and special event taking place here in the Begin Center in Jerusalem. Stick with me. This is powerful and important information that you must see and you must forward and share with everyone. Shalom, shalom everybody. Welcome to the Begin Center in Jerusalem. There is a special uh, event, conference, I don't know what you want to call it, here this evening, well, where they will be presenting a report uh, in response to the horrendous pogroms that took place across Israel back in May 2021, right? The Gaza War, Hamas was shooting rockets at Israel, and Arab Bedouin and the Negev and in the south and the Galil in the mixed cities of Lod and Akko, they just went and used violence against their Jewish neighbors, right? And a few Jews actually killed in those pogroms, synagogues burnt, it was crazy. Now there is going to be a report that is going to be presented tonight with different speakers here at the Begin Center, sponsored by Israel Sheli, my Israel advocacy organization, a strong organization standing up for truth for Israel here in, in Hebrew, mostly of their operations. So I'm going to be talking to Israel Meidad right now. Shalom, shalom, Israel. How are you? Fine, Abi. So those of you who are not familiar, Israel is one of the most experienced amongst us in standing up for Israel and the truth, dealing with the media for decades. And any better way to, to, to correct how I introduced you, Israel? Well, if experience means I'm older than you, then I guess that is the case. I'm talking about the years of actual activity. I'm in Israel 52 years, so I guess I have a little bit of experience in activity. All right, plenty of experience, uh, very politically active. You actually worked here at the Begin Center for, for a number of now, years. I'm but I still come back because there's a lot of work still to be done. And that's wonderful. So, what is your input? I mean, we, the, the conference didn't start yet, the speakers didn't begin. Based on what we experienced here in Israel in May 2021 with the tremendous amount of violence of Israeli Arabs against their Jewish neighbors across the country, what do you think should be spoken about tonight? Well, allow me to be a little bit sort of deep, if I can. Uh, <clears throat> what is happening actually as a result <clears throat> of the reaction of the Arabs last year is that Palestine as a concept is extending into Israel. Over the past 15 years or more, we've had demands for ethnic autonomy in the Galil and, and the northern Negev. Rigavim has been very uh, good on uh, detailing uh, land problems, uh, not only in Area C with the Palestinian Authority, but with the Bedouins in the south and in the north. And, and, and now the concept that they're Palestine Arabs or Palestinian Arabs who are Israeli citizens is beginning, of course, to undermine the whole, the whole idea that Zionism had, which was that, first of all, of course, the state for the Jews. But we wouldn't do anything bad to everybody else who was here. In fact, we'd improve their lives, right. we'd give them civil rights, and give them uh, economic abilities that they didn't have, 
and they can remain whoever they are, whether they're Christians or Muslims, whether they're Arabs or whoever else of the communities, Cherkessian or whatever, whoever was here, because we approve of everybody. And the response that we're getting is that uh, they see or they feel or they have a, uh, a grasp that something is wrong with our ideology, our political outlook of the state of Israel, and therefore they can act with impunity and make demands that are basically to not only subvert the Jewish state, but to literally to destroy it in, in a sense of a political sense. And I think that this conference that is taking place, will one of the aspects that's going to come up, I presume, will be this. It's not just a local problem of Akko or Lod or something like that. There is a movement and it's being driven from the mosques as well as from the political parties and it's, they are forcing us, the Arabs, to confront them in a way that they will not expect uh, and that's unfortunate both for us and for them of course as well. Right. And again, giving people context, one way I help explain the situation to people, taking a step back, is looking at the Middle East. If you ask 99.99% of Israeli Arab Muslims, who, right, Israeli citizens, Arab Muslims, would you prefer to live in Jordan? No. Would you prefer to live in Egypt, in Syria, in Lebanon? Would you prefer to live in Gaza or Judea and Samaria, right? They don't say no. They prefer living in Israel because they know how lucky and blessed they are to enjoy the freedom and equality of being Israeli citizens. Yet, what May 2021 exposed is how much support, as you were talking about, there is for this cause called Palestine and actual destruction and violence against fellow Israeli citizens from Arab Israeli citizens. Well, my reaction to that is perhaps a little bit harsh, and I'm not a psychologist, but I would say that um, all what you are saying and all what they have done is actually pointing to the, the basic irrationality of their political aspirations and thinking. It doesn't make sense what they're doing. It doesn't seem correct for their own good to be doing what they want to do and, and, and are doing. But it makes no difference because they are caught up in something. Right. Their culture, I honor their culture in the sense of you want to you want to do what you want to do, fine. But that doesn't mean that my honoring or uh, uh, allowing you to have a cultural difference than me means I have to agree with it or I, have to, or I cannot defend myself from what it's doing right. and they're, they're making that demand that you have to look at us as if they have a Palestinian privilege uh, and therefore we cannot criticize or work against them that is the most irrational thing that they can expect and too many of our Jewish intellectuals both in Israel and newspapers like Haaretz and Peter Beinert and Abroad and all their friends are buying into this that we cannot criticize them, we have to take them in face value, even when it means our destruction, our physical survival, our religious survival, our ethnic survival, our national survival, and we're going to have to learn how to defend themselves on all these fronts. And one more question, because one other issue I know they're going to be discussing tonight was 
the absolute impotence of the Israeli authorities, specifically the police, in stopping the, vi the massive Arab violence uprising that actually hurts Jews and massive destruction of, of properties and stores and even synagogues. What is your insight to that? Why was the Israeli police nowhere, literally nowhere to be found to be able to, pr forget about Jews, protect Israeli citizens from such an outbreak of violence? Well, I'm not an expert on the police thinking, which is very shallow. And I don't know how many New Israel Fund seminars their officers went through that dulled their senses and made them insensitive to the problem. Obviously, there was an intelligence problem in terms of what's going on. Uh, also, the fact that I mentioned earlier that many of the uh, incitement came from the mosques. And it's like mosques are off, Stay away. off you limits. You can't go in there, you're off limits and stuff like that. Even though we have the experience of Al-Aqsa mosque for the past 50 years in terms of incitement. So obviously it's, a, it's not only a, a uh, tactical problem, there's a strategical thinking problem in the police itself, in the police ministry, and that goes back to all the ministers, uh, people are not willing to step out there and say, wait a second, we're talking about physical security, we're talking about uh, national security, we're talking about economics, tourism is going to be hurt by all this like that. Why don't we do something? That has to be investigated, and I hope it will be done. Israel Mezar, thank you very much, and thank you for your decades of, of work for the Jewish people and the land of Israel, and many more decades of continued work. May you be blessed. Thank you, and goodbye to our audience. Goodbye. All right, Israel Mezar, everyone, look him up. Hi. Hi. You want an, an English speaker, Lud resident? Not, sure. Not many of us. Oh, wow, yes, okay. What is your, <laughs> wonderful, what is your name? Hani Luz. Hani Luz. I'm Avi Abelo. I we go, we people. go way back. Way back. I get your email wow. 35 years ago. Wow. Uh, wow. Well, well, pleasure meeting you, Khani. Same here. So, Khani just introduced herself to me that she is a resident of Lod, the Israeli mixed city with Jews and Muslim Arabs, where much of the violence erupted with a synagogue, with with Jews having to defend themselves even by shooting. Right, right behind their house. Right, and, and, and the, the police persecuted the Jewish residents and took away their guns even though they were scared for their lives. So Hani, take us back. Ex explain to people what happened in Lod during those e those evenings, those that, days. That, that specific evening, that was right right around the corner from us. That was, that was our neighbors in the neighborhood, okay? There were, there, the neighborhood across the street, the old city, uh, where together with the, with the newer neighborhood from like 60 years ago, had the majority of Arab re residents. And uh, that's where the violence erupted. There's a big mosque there. It was the Ramadan. It was their big holy day of the Ramadan. They were incited. Now, we know from uh, later on, the police told us that the, um, the Arabs had, a, they, they were allowed to do a, a demonstration. And the, the Jewish residents got 
were notified at 8 o'clock to stay in their homes and not go out. We didn't know about this beforehand. You just got the warning, don't go out of your homes. Not about us, those who live in the mixed neighborhood in the old city in Ramatashko, across the street from our neighborhood. What we saw was like from about 8.39, we started to see these uh, video clips of, of riots going on across the street, literally a five-minute walk from where I live. And they, they, they took that Israeli flag. They burned the Israeli flag, put up a PLO flag. And then we saw more troubling videos, video clips. We saw them burning the newly built shuk of, of Lud, the marketplace. Where they, they go shopping they, they as burned. well, I imagine. Yes, most, I, I think a majority of, of the stands there belong to Arabs. And, and they, then they burnt the, uh, the Talmud Torah, the Mechina, the elementary school. The different educational institutions, Jewish educational institutions in, in the city. Right, and, and, and we have children in our neighborhood who go to those schools, uh, and, and, they, uh, and the women were talking in, in, our, in, our, in our local WhatsApp, what are we going to do, look what's going on. And we see the smoke across the street, and what are we going to do? We, were, we, we knew that we had five, five months previously, we had Arabs that, that rioted against some, there was something that happened with the municipality, and they burned Jewish cars in three sites in the city, including in our, in our buildings. So we knew that in, in a minute, our, our, our houses and Chasuchon could burn. So we told the, the we asked the men who and we armed go downstairs and guard the gates, guard what's going on in the building because in a minute we could be we put on fire. Right. And that's that's what happened when the men went out uh, with guards to guard what, what was happening. Now uh, on the on the, uh, the, and the same the same time we were saying this is Yom Rishonim it was Kafchetiyar it was the day that we uh, celebrate uh, re reuniting uh, Jerusalem with the old city. And we went out to the street with our flags to commemorate Yom Rishalayim, as opposed to what's happening across the street that the Arabs are rioting against us. So we, um, the men were there, and after about an hour and a half, Arabs came out from the mosque, and they were inside it, obviously, and they came with stones, and they started stoning, and they were throwing stones. And throwing was going on for about 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Men are calling the police, women, men and women, and whoever was there, calling the police, no answer. Yeah, just to get, I'm going to give you more context. Mothers, mothers of little children were scared for their lives and they were they were calling frantically every 10 minutes, every right, five. Right, because right. Those are my, my, our neighbors who in the building who have windows towards the street, they were calling up the police. I, I personally didn't see it, but they saw it and they called up the police frantically. We're riding over here. They're right near our homes. Come, come. And they said, we know about it and we don't have forces and nothing, nothing's going to happen. And, and the police saying we can't do anything. The police said they can't do they can't do anything about it. So the men who were there with guns, uh, some of them took out their guns and they said they told the police, they told them online, my, my husband has this recording, he says, We're gonna shoot. If you don't come, we're gonna shoot. We're being attacked by dozens of Arabs with cover head covering and they're holding stones at them and they're also meantime they're burning uh, the garbage cans and burning in the neighborhood and on, down the street. So that's, that's what happened. They took out their, their uh, personal firearms and they fired. And then after 40 minutes of the police not coming, one of the fires, uh, one, of, one of the bullets that the, the, was, shot. was shot, killed uh, killed one of the Arab uh, rioters. Yeah, we don't know which bullet and who, what, where, but, but right. one of the Arab rioters was killed. Right. And, and uh, all this time and, there were no police. The no, residents were no alone to defend themselves. Right. My, no my police. Husband, my husband, who had about 30 years of doing army uh, army service, said he was he was, he never remembered being so afraid. 
He wow. was he was in Lebanon. He was in Shem. He was in, we lived near. We lived in Beit El for many years. We had Ramallah rides, but you always had forces. You had the army. You had the police, and we were they were totally left to themselves. And that that then after the the uh, the Arab who was killed was killed. They uh, the next day the riots the riots came became very even more. They 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 burnt down shoes. They burnt down uh, business the Jewish businesses. The, the, the city was was totally. We, we felt like we were in 1929, uh, and uh, um, uh, we didn't believe we were in, in sovereign Israel, in the center of the country, living in Lod. We're 10 minutes away from uh, Ben Gurion Airport. We're 50 minutes away from Tel Aviv. We're 50 minutes away from IKEA. And this is what happened in, in the center of Israel. Right. No police. And this was only, this was only the first night. It lasted for a that few was more the first nights. Night, the second night, the third night, it was going on. Right. It, it and again, the police were nowhere to be no, found. Nowhere to be found. All the residents were left alone right. to defend themselves. That, that's right. right. And, and this, they, when they finally brought in forces, they were there for about two and a half days with instructions of not to do anything. Right. And, 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 and we uh, were there for, for about five days. Though, those who have Arab neighbors in the old city, in, in Ramat Ashkol, they were scared to death. And the old city of Lod. Left to Lod. They, had a, they left their homes. They were like uh, refugees in our times, in, in, in the state of Israel, in the center of Israel. They were refugees. They had to leave their homes because they, they were scared for their lives. Now, I want to share one story with you. I, I don't know whether you know the story or not. You probably do. But I think this was in Lod where um, uh, a couple of uh, this organization uh, and Sarah Etzni who's, who's running this organization this event tonight she set up a whole um, uh, headquarters in Lod bringing volunteers from all over Israel to help patrol the streets literally citizens from all over Israel went to patrol the streets of Lod and help the, help the residents and one of the stories that came out is they were being well, these patrol these people patrolling residents were, were being attacked by the Arabs and they called the police and the police said we, no, we can't come. We have no, we have no policemen. We can't come. So then, all of a sudden, they hung up and they said, "You want to know something? I'm going to call back. This time, I'm going to complain that I'm an Arab and the Jews are attacking me." So that's what they did. They called, and the police immediately sent a car, thinking that it was Jews attacking Arabs. And when they found out that the reality was the Arabs attacking Jews, the police officers got upset got upset at the Jewish residents and like drove off and didn't do anything. So the, 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 the it's not just absurd, there's so much corruption and a bilbul, confusion of, of, of even our authorities about what's going on in this country that, that and is, how to, and, and that, protecting that, that us. Is, that is exactly, that, that's how it was. And the, the police, the head of police uh, in, in Lod is not there anymore. We, we have a new commander of the, of the police and, and he, he, he's totally different. He, it's, it's a totally different story now, dude. and we have to say that, we credit the, the, the police for that. But what happened last, in, in 2021, May 2021, it, 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 was, it was horrific. It's, it's really hard for me to, to believe that, that that's how it was. And we also have to say that, the, uh, that those riots were maybe, maybe 50 minute, meters away from the police, from the, uh, the, Magab, the, from the uh, Magab, that's the, uh, the border police headquarters. Right, I saw it's, that. It's, it's literally right down the block. Down the block. They're an extension and of the police, a military force extension of the police. And it was right. down the block from right. where all this was taking place. Right. And not one of those officers of the border police came out yes. to deal and, with the situation. And, and, and the story that you said, I, I can totally believe that's what happened. Because what happened with those, uh, with the 40 minutes of the neighbors and, and the people down 
at the, at the uh, Jewish uh, rally there that were attacked. They were calling the police for 40 minutes. The minute that an Arab was was hurt, they came I, ha I have it on video. I have it on video. The, the minute was there between the shot and the police being there was a minute. Right. And just again, uh, adding to the understanding, when we were saying that families and mothers were scared for their lives, there were some buildings where Arab residents of the buildings were smashing on their Jewish neighbors' doors. And the mothers and children were scared for their lives. One, because their husbands were outside trying to protect them from the streets and they were left alone. And two, what's going on here? And you're talking about sometimes neighbors in the same buildings. It wasn't, it's not some Arabs from other places. Neighbors from buildings, from the community, they know they go in the, they go in the elevator together, they see it. Not elevator, but yes. Okay, no elevators. They go to the they, stairs they together. Go, they go to the stairs, they go to the park, they know, they know them. The so, they know them by name. So one, fa and, and one final question, because they're starting. How has the community, or you personally, moved on in terms of being able to look at your Arab neighbors in the faces and continue on with normal life after, after that, that, this that's took place? That's a good question. I, I have to tell you that they, they, there are Jewish families that left the neighborhood, the, the, the mixed neighborhood where the riots were. There are families who were traumatized. And uh, I, we, we, we have neighbors who are, who are moving in, who are, who are leaving the, the, uh, the, the core of, of uh, the mixed neighborhood, moving into our building because he, he, uh, he was stabbed by, by an Arab. And I know people who are, who are traumatized and they did not go back to their home. But there are a lot of other, other Jews who did and they, they managed to overcome their fear and, and fear and, and, and go back in. I know personally it took me about two months to be able to go across the street and, and walk into our neighbor neighbors na our neighborhood neighboring us right. it was it, it, it was scary and and there till till this day there are many jews who don't go into uh, arab stores or many of the arab stores and the arabs uh, i know that some stores have uh, lost a lot of business be, be, because of that so you're saying there, there are arabs and jews who have good relationship and there are people who are trying to rebuild trust it's not easy and and, and it's not easy because the arabs and jew in lord the Arabs do not want to recognize their uh, responsibility for their one-sided riots. We have it all written down, five hours of, of violence, of one-sided violence of Arabs against the Jews, and they, don't, they, they won't say it out loud, they won't recognize it. They still call us that we were the murderers, and every, every month, on the 10th of the month, they have a rally behind their house yelling, uh, Every month. Every month. Oh, so month. Here you're talking about Israeli citizens who Israeli live in Lod, a central right. city, and they're being right. called settlers, right? Because right. so, every Jew is, is a settler every, in the every, Arab every eyes, Jew even if they live in Tel Aviv. Religious, religious, right. It looks like a settler for them, it's settlers, right. and they're yelling settlers out. They, right. they, want, they want us out. Right. They, Jews living they, in Lod. They're, they're a little group, they're a minority group, but they're, they're loud, and you don't see other Arabs who, who are who are different, they're, they're, they don't come out and say it. They're afraid to come out and say it. You know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. they're, they, right, no, right, right. No, it's a cultural thing. They're afraid because they'll, they'll, they'll... And, and they, don't, they don't take responsibility for the rights that were. And, right. and the city council members who are Arabs don't, don't take responsibility. Not only that, they justify right. it. They said, we, we were quiet. One of them, Fida. Oh, she's Hada, horrible. I saw horrible. her. I she, saw her. She goes on air and she says, we were quiet for 74 years. You have to thank us that we were she's quiet. She's saying for the truth. Years. Exactly. She's saying the truth. And she's a councilwoman of the city. Of the city. Of the city of, 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 of love, an Israeli city. Saying straight out, they've been quiet for 74 years. Now is their time to up have an uprising to destroy the Jewish state and take their land back. Not Judea and Samaria, not Gaza. This is central right. Israel. Abby, this is pure anti-Semitism. 
anti-Semitism to say that we're allowed to to uh, to hurt Jews just because they're Jews and 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 torch 100%. their their stores, their homes, their cars, their whatever, just because they're Jews. That's total anti-Semitism. Honey, and and with this will end because you just touched upon the central point that I focus upon in all of my work, and we're in the process of putting together our own conference, which I hope is probably going to be here as well at the Begin Center, where the focus is unmasking Palestine, right. that it is the biggest Jew-hating, anti-Semitic movement in all of history. And I want to add another thing. There is no such thing as the Green Line. That's what, that, that we have to understand. For the Arabs, it's all Palestine. And that's... that's right, they want to throw us into the sea. That's an outcome of, of these riots. There right. are Israeli Arabs are saying there is no Green right. Line. We and an outcome of our Palestine. weakness and as, as the Jewish right. people, not owning our own identity. Yeah. All right, I will see you in a second. Thank you so much, Hani. Everyone, so this is where I'm going to go in now also. Thanks for joining for another episode of The Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland. The good news is Jews are waking up. This is the reality. This is the reality. And Jews, thanks to Chani, lose and more Jews who live in the city of Lod. As more Jews live there and more of a Jewish presence in that Israeli city, because it's a mixed city. And as we take ownership of our identity and our homeland, an Israeli city, and when we have the leadership to stand up for our rights as a Jewish people here in our homeland, the Arab violence and uprising is going to go away. Those who are going to, the, the, only those who want to be live peacefully with us will remain. The good news is it's going to happen. The problem is we have to wake people up to this reality. And it takes time and effort and programming. And that's what I'm trying to do. So if you want to continue supporting me and getting you this real information out there, because no... No media outlet is, is talking about this. No Jewish media outlet is talking about this. The repercussions of the, of the pogroms in May 2021 by Israeli Arabs across Israel against their Jewish neighbors, the repercussions, no Israeli or Jewish media is talking about it. I am. It's not politically correct to talk about, and I'm talking about it because I want to bring better times. I want to bring the redemption, folks, and it's based on truth, and it's based on standing for, up for ourselves as the Jewish people. The Arab Muslim world will only respect us when we respect ourselves. So support me, and support the work I do at The Pulse of Israel. Just go to thepulseofisrael.com and click to donate. And if you're not yet a subscriber, subscribe. Pulseofisrael.com. Enter your information to subscribe to the daily videos with the politically incorrect truth to help bring us to better times. With the information, the politically incorrect truth that you're not getting anywhere else. Signing off, everyone. Thanks for watching. And let's share, share, share with everybody. We're going to go in. Shalom. Pulse of Israel. Frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.